Today's daf is daf yud, and we are up to the very top line of daf yud. All right, we got right there, right where we need to be. Now we're wrapping up a a uh, interesting sugya. You'll notice there's a colon about nine, ten lines on the top of the page, a two dots, as we call it in Gemara terms. Um, so the uh, we're, we're wrapping up the sugya. Now the sugya is that we have two sources, depending on which Tana you follow. Teaching me that, um, teaching me about bia being kaina, that intercourse is acts as an acquisition in marriage. One source is going to be buulas baal, that you're a baal from bia, or from the word of kikach ish isha uba'ala. Uba'ala, either from the word uba'ala or from the word um, buulas baal. Okay? Now, Rebbe. Just, we just came up with a drusha explaining what Ba'ulas Ba'al means. And we tried saying, we got onto this fascinating idea, and again, the Torah has such beautiful symmetry, that one thought was, if you say that you're learning it out from Ba'ulas Ba'al, why does it say, Why does it say that? So we thought that maybe there's going to be a difference between... A bia shalai kedarka, an unnatural act of intercourse. If it's coming from the husband, we said it is considered intercourse, and she loses her status as a basula. If it's coming from somebody else outside of marriage, it's not going to be considered a act of intercourse, and she's still going to be considered a basula. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, top line of Daf Yud, Amar of Zera. Rav Zera says, you should know that this that we're saying, she is not considered a Nara Murasa Basula, a, a, a virgin Nara, 12-year-old girl who is uh, betrothed. Let's say you have in the last case we brought, you have 10 men who are all having relations in an unnatural way with this woman. They all need to pay the same Knas. Okay? The halacha is, if... You, if um, you have a 12-year-old girl who is seduced by a man or is violated or raped by a man. So that man has to pay a knas, has to pay a fine. It's a very large amount of money. It's 50, it's 50 silver skull, okay? So if she has not been married, then what we're going to say is any person who's seduced her or violated her is going to be subject to this fine because she, she's still considered a virgin for each one in that they all had relations with her in an unnatural way. So, Rebbe will agree that outside of marriage, when it comes to fines though, it is, we are going to knas them, we are going to find them for, if, if they're, uh, you know, after, for, for an unnatural act of relations. It says the Gemara, Mikitola. why are we going to say that this 50 shekel fine is different than the death penalty which would come into place if she's married. The man himself uh, the, the man himself is put to death. Since it says himself by himself, it seems to imply that anybody else under any other circumstances is not going to be chayov in skila, rather they're going to get chenek, which is the death for a ba'ula, a non-virgin. Verabonon. I love Adoy, my Avdi. They would use the word Levadoy for me. 
They learn it by the following Brisa, Umesu Gam Shneim. If it was done willingly, both of them are put to death. Let's say you have a married woman who has relations with a man, and they're both, this is not a violation, they're both willing, so there's a Chi of Misa. Um, that both of them need to be capable of being killed in order for there to be a death penalty, which means, let's say you have a 15-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl who's not capable of, of a death penalty because she's not yet a gedayla, she's not yet an adult, he's not either going to be high of Misa. argues, says, no, even if he's the only one who's fit to be put to death, he alone is put to death. What does Rabbi Yechanan know? This halacha, which states that a husband's relations in an unnatural way makes her a non-virgin, but everybody else, she would still have her status of virgin, says Rabbi Yechanan, in Cain, if that would be the source, and we're going to taka learn that, that uh, the, the halachas of intercourse, how it affects marriage, when I say Baulas Baal, he's a husband, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a laying of a husband. It should have said the laying of a man, any man, my Baulas Baal, why we say only with her husband? It lets me know, It lets me know both halachas, okay? That both you can have Kedushin with Bia, you can make an acquisition with the act of intercourse itself, and also that the act of intercourse between husband and everybody else is going to be different. Period. End of that Gemara. End of that conversation. Alright. That wrapped up the, the topic of yesterday. We're back to square one. Brand new conversation. Here we go. We learned... In the beginning of our Heligam Masechta, everybody let's get back on board of it. We learned beginning of our Heligam Masechta. There's three ways that a woman could be acquired in marriage. Money, which is what we do nowadays, by putting a ring, something valuable on the woman's finger, that creates an acquisition. We learned yesterday, we explained the Mishnah, a document. If a man writes on a document, behold, you are married to me with this star. And he gives it to her. And she accepts the document. No value whatsoever, but she accepts the document. Interestingly, you are completely married. And then we learned that an act of intercourse is an acquisition of marriage. As long as the two of them know at the time of the intercourse that our intercourse, our relations, are l'shem kedushim. It's for the purpose of marriage. Understood? So a man and woman physically are together. As soon as they have intercourse, both of them knowing it's affecting a marriage, they are now married. No money, no documentation. Obviously you need witnesses to this. They have to know that the man and woman went into the room for this purpose of marriage. But not only is this an act of marriage, it's like an acquisition. Which doesn't apply anywhere else, by the way. There's no other place you'll find where, you know, you want to buy a can of Coke. How are you going to acquire it? With relations. No shaykhs. Right? Nothing, doesn't work. It's strict to marriage. Now let's talk for a moment. Let's talk for a moment. Relations is not... 
a moment in time. See, when you put a ring on a woman's finger, the moment that ring is put on her finger, you're married. When you hand your wife a document, the moment she accepts a document, you're married. What we need to ask now is, when you decide to get married with relations, at what point in the intercourse are you now married? At what point is it considered intercourse? So to keep it simple, it's going to get a little complicated as far as where we're going to go. I'm just going to make, let's just keep it simple in the way that we're going to define the terms. One way to view it is tehilas bia. Tehilas bia, let's just translate that, which literally means, tehila means the beginning. The beginning of the intercourse. I'm going to define that. Whenever we come across those words, we're going to define it initially as contact of the sexual organs of the body. Okay? So tehilas bia, we're going to translate as contact. As soon as the male member comes into contact with the woman's sexual organ, that is, that's what's called tchilas bia. So do we say, as soon as that happens, you're married? As soon as they're contact? Or do we say gemar bia? Now gemar bia means the completion of the act. So again, that could be very broad. But we're going to translate it, at least initially, gemar bia, tchilas bia will be contact, gemar bia will be penetration. As soon as there's whatever, when, whatever stage is called penetration, it's a fascinating halachic uh, uh, conversation. There's a lot of ramifications to this. We can speak about this uh, a different time, go through it in the, in the chasen shmuz. It's very important to know once, uh, you know, when the biyari shayna actually happened. But be it as it may, let's, we're going to translate tchilas biya as the contact and the gemar biya as penetration. So here we go. Ibailuhu. They ask the question, searching for information. At what point within the intercourse does the marriage acquisition happen? Is it, as, is it on contact? Or is it with penetration? Nafkamina. Now, the Gemara is going to say nafkamina. Now, you'd think to yourself, it's a very simple nafkamina. Yeah. Nafkamina means what's the difference? Yeah. But the difference is, you obviously know, it does make a difference as far as marriage. Umar is going to explain other areas of Allah as well. Nafkamina, Kigain Shehereba. Let's say you have Hara'a. Hara'a is the contact. Okay, let's say there's contact. Upashta Yada, and then she stretches out her hand, the Kibla Kedushin Me'acher, and after contact, but before penetration, she accepts a ring from another man. For the purpose of marriage. Okay? So the question is, is she married to the guy who gave her the money? Because that happened before the penetration. Or is she already married to the guy who came into contact? And therefore the guy who put the ring on her finger afterwards didn't do anything. He put a ring on a married woman's finger. Inami or the kangala, the kakari bisula bibi. Or the question is, a Kain Gadol has to marry a woman who is a Basula. She has to be a virgin. So the question here is that is he allowed to marry a Basula with relations? You hear this? Very interesting. Because if she's only his wife after penetration, you can never, she's never a Basula, 
So we'll always tell the Kayin Gadol, if you're marrying a woman, you use Kesef and Shtar. You should not acquire Wabiyah. Because if you acquire Wabiyah, she's going to be a Ba'ula at the time that the actual acquisition happens. Okay? Now, Rashi explains that the lumbus of this would be that maybe she would lose her status of Basula on contact, but not be acquired to him until later. That's what you're going to have to say. So that's the Shiloh. So my, what is the halacha? When does the acquisition happen? Amar Amemar Mishmeda Rava. Amemar says, in the name of Rava, kol habayal daitoy al gemar bia. Every time you have relations, the das is on the gemar bia. Okay? So the das is on penetration. And therefore, just the first moment of contact, that's not, the, that's not what, what the focus is. For either husband or wife Just to come in contact There's no top list to that Okay Interestingly we find in Chazal Four primary purposes Of relations There's four primary purposes of relations Well we're not going to get into it for now But all four of them Are dependent on a Gemar Bia They're dependent upon penetration It's not dependent upon contact And therefore the Gemara's answer is That in order for the acquisition to happen it does not happen at the time of contact. That's not the Tchilas Bia. It's the Gemar Bia. Okay. Ibailu, they asked another question, searching for information. And here's the question. Get ready for this. I want to pause before reading the, learning this inside. Usually, a marriage comes in two stages. You have the acquisition. That's called Arison. You are now betrothed. And then later they have Nisuin when they move in together and live as husband and wife. Now here's what's interesting. When he puts a ring on her finger and marries her with money, with value, there's Arison. And later you'll move into the house, you go into the chuppah. If you give her a document, Arison, and later. See, what's interesting about Bia is the acquisition itself is an act of living together as husband and wife. So when the Bia is there, What's the Bia accomplishing? Is it just an Arison? Or does Bia accomplish Nesuin also? Interesting Shaila. Okay? See, by the Bia Nesuin Isa, or Arison Isa. Does Bia affect Nesuin, the complete marriage, the consummation of the marriage? Or do we say it's only affecting stage one of marriage, which is the acquisition? Okay? So here we go. Can you have Arison and Nesuin at the same time? Is it open? Uh, if, but if, but if, if the Gemar Bia is, is kind of, yeah. so how could that be considered to be Averson? So at the time of Gemar Bia, that's the, that act is acquiring her, and you've now li- you're now living as husband and wife. So your Averson and Nasuan are coming zusammen. It's coming together. One time. So it's one, it's one act. Right, right. That's, that's one side. That's one side. The other approach, the other side, the other side to say it is, no, their das is just to, that there should be an acquisition now. And therefore, all that happened is Arison, there's no obligation of Nesuin. And they had a Gamar Bia? Yeah, they had a Gamar Bia, but they're not Nesuin yet. There's no Nesuin yet. Because their das, at the time, both man and woman, their das is that he's acquiring her with this Bia. Not that they're moving in together. He's not taking on the responsibilities of Nasun. That's the shayla. So that's 
goodness. So that is, that is, I mean, and then he's not, he's not being over. Right, uh, yeah, no, no, we'll see. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not the proper way to get married, which is why we don't do that nowadays. And the Gemara will get into this, which, which of the three are primary, the best way to get married, but maybe it's just not an issue and acquisition. So here we go. Nafkamina, what's a halachic difference? Whether or not the act of marital relations creates just stage one of marriage or accomplishes both stages of marriage. Liarsha, whether he inherits her after he dies, that only comes if you had Nesuin. Ulatamila, or if he's a Kayan to attend her Levaya. Ulahafar and to nullify her vows. Iyamar Nesuin, I say, you're going to tell me that the, the relations created Nesuin, Yarsha, Matamila, Mefer then he inherits her, he's Matai, he attends her Levaya. And he could be made for her nadarim. They, they're mamish nesuah now. The Amr Eris and Isa. And if we're going to say it only affects stage one of marriage, it only creates an acquisition in a yarshvin and tamblevin made for nadarim. Shemai, what's the halacha? Amr Abai, Abai says, Tashma, let's come and try to prove what the halacha is from the following. Ha'av zakeh bebita The father is zaycheh. He merits to marry off his daughter and receive the money bekesef ubishtar ubebiyah. Any way that the husband marries the the kitana, the young girl, the father has the rights to these things. Meaning, a father's marrying off his daughter to Yankel. Yankel says, I'm going to marry her with a ring. You know who gets the ring? The father. Yankel says, I'm marrying her with a document. You know who he could hand the document to? The father. Yankel says, I want to marry this young girl with Bia. Dalacha is... As long as he has the father's consent, the father's das, the bia is going to be considered an, uh, an acquisition. And the father also has the rights over her found objects, and her income, and to nullify her vows. Let's say she's 10 years old, the husband marries her, and now a month later she, there, there's a divorce. So the husband could give the get to the father. But the father has no rights to her payrise in her lifetime. This is referring to, let's say the girl has some own funds, own uh, fields of her own, and there's produce over there. Let's say she inherited from her mother's side of the family, and it was a gift, a chvist, whatever it is. So the father uh, does not get any of the uh, produce or, or growths of the field. He has no rights to that. Nisais, once she becomes Nisuin, stage two of marriage, then all the rights go over to the husband, and the husband even has rights to eat the produce that comes from her field. Now, bottom line is, Katoni Bia, Katoni Nisais. We said the father has rights to Bia, and then it says this is what happens if she has Nisuin. So you see from over here that just because you have Bia, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily impact Nisuin right away. What Bia does is impact just the Erison. Dusty Gemara says, no, Kikatani Nisais, Asha'ara, maybe Nisuin is going on the other cases, but while Bia is referring to this case alone. And therefore, right now at this stage, the Gemara, we do not have a proof. Again, what are we looking for a proof? We said, when a woman gets married, in general, there's two stages. Number one, there's an acquisition, she gives over her right in marriage. After that, by the way, those not familiar with this process, Okay, we learned this in, in, in previous Masechta. What, happened, what, ha- what would happen is, let's say you have a 60-year-old man marrying a 60-year-old woman. So the way halacha worked 
is that they would first do erison. That was stage one of marriage. What's erison? The acquisition. What are you acquiring her hand in marriage? You are now fully married. Once the husband puts a ring on the wife's finger, she is now Mrs. So-and-so. You are fully married. Why would I do this? Now it's a commitment. But now what they would do after is as follows. For 12 months, there was an expectation that this couple is now going to prepare to consummate their marriage by moving in together. So first you have the erison where you acquire, why would I do that? Because now you're, she's completely a married woman and you're completely a married man and the commitment's all there. But for the next 12 months, you didn't live together. She stayed with his family. She, she stayed with her family. He stayed with his family. And they got ready. They got ready for the marriage. It takes time to get the furniture, get the pots and pans, to get the, you know, get the, uh, spend your father's credit card, see how many, uh, how many dresses you could buy. You know, that'll, that'll last you. It took 12 months of prep. At the end of 12 months, that's when they did the chuppah. That's when they did the nesuin. And he would bring her into the home and there'd be a ganser party. There'd be a whole, uh, a whole to-do. And that would, then they would consummate the marriage. That was called nesuin. Now, you could do erisin and nesuin together, which is what we do nowadays. Nowadays, the chuppah is owned by the husband so what happens is the husband brings the wife into the chuppah, which is why he walks down the chuppah first, because it's his house. He's supposed to be in the house and welcoming the wife in, even though I tell Hassan, and the reason why you walk down the chuppah first is to teach you to wait. That's why you're going to be waiting a long time. All right. So the first thing you do, you walk down, you're going to wait. She's coming. Don't worry. She's been telling you for the past hour, she'll be done in a minute. Okay. So here you go. So you wait. Finito. Lemaisa, why is the chassan there first? It's his chuppah. He's going to bring her into his domain. She comes in, still not married. Now, I'm talking about nowadays. Right? He's coming into, she's not married. Then he puts the ring on his wife's finger. That does erisin, that's the kesef, that's the act of acquisition. And now they need to do nesuin. So nesuin nowadays comes in two primary stages. The chuppah itself, is now going to help, and when they enter the Yichud room, that's, gonna, that's going to complete the stage of Nesuin, that's why by Yichud, nobody else is allowed to be in the room, it has to be just them, like a husband and wife, we're just together, just the two of them, they're in the room, and now Nesuin happens, so you don't need the 12 months, it was just common for 12 months, so going back to our original question of the Gemara that we're attempting to answer, and that is like this, when you marry with money, I understand how the marriage could come in two stages. When you marry with document, I can understand how it comes in two stages. The problem is, when you're acquiring with Bia, isn't the act of Bia itself an act of Nisuin? It's a, it's, it's a complete, it's, you're completely consummating your marriage. So it's a, it, it seems to be accomplishing both. Or do we say, no. Even though granted, it's consummating the marriage. But to them, it's own to the husband and wife. You know why we're doing this? For heirs. And it's not for Nisuin. And therefore we're not, we don't have Nisuin yet. You might say, who cares? What's the difference? You can still take 12 months till you move in together. The answer is there's a lot of halachic differences. For example, a husband's not obligated in the Ksuba until they have Nisuin. 
when they're fully married in, he doesn't have rights to her income until Nisuin. So there's a lot of halakhic ramifications to say, you know, to, to, that we need to find out how to handle this action of Bia. Where's it taking me? So let's keep trying to figure this out. Says the Gemara Vaitu. The Gemara continues, Omar Rava. Rava says, Toshma, come and learn an answer from here. A girl, three years and one day old, can be acquired with Bia. Can be acquired with marital relations. Okay. This is a very interesting halacha, which states, a girl under age three, it's not considered an act of Bia. It's not considered an act of Bia with a girl under age three. To a point where if somebody were to violate a girl under age three, she doesn't lose her status of virginity. She's still a basula. It's not considered Bia Bechlal if she's on... Once she hits age three, let's say the father marries her off. And there's Bia. It's considered like Bia happened. She loses her status of basula. And therefore... Let's say you have a girl who's four years old and the husband dies without children and then the Yavam has relations with her. So he's going to, uh, they're considered married. They're considered fully married because it's considered relations with this girl. And anybody who has relations with her is Chayav Misa, like an Bayala, And... Um, she, uh, whoever has relations with her, if she's Anida, let's say, okay, let's say she's she's already reached a stage of menstruation. So there's halacha which we don't have, uh, we don't have uh, uh, nowadays, but because it doesn't really apply until the Beis Hamikdash is is rebuilt. But the Anida, if a woman has relations with Anida, they take on an element of tuma too. They take on and they they also become tummy. The umetame as bayala. She be metame her whoever has relations with her top of amud beis. Letame mishkov tachtov keolyan. And now this person has an element of tuma, where if he sits on something, that the tuma is going to be transmitted to that uh, to that item. Amnises lekayan achelus petruma. She married to kayan. She can eat truma. Vimba la echad min araya and if, let's say, uh, one of the arayas, one of the um, illicit relationships in the Torah, for example, let's say a brother has relations with her, a grandfather, a father, a brother-in-law, mumasin al yada, misa, for having relations with this girl older than age three and a day. However, vihipatura, she's obviously not obligated in anything because she's a katana, she's a minor. And if anybody who is... Puzzle has relations with her. Puzzle minakuhuna, she becomes puzzle to a kayan, and this is referring to the halacha of that that a kayan is not allowed to marry a divorcee. A kayan is not allowed to marry a zaina. Cannot marry a zaina. Now, a zaina, in regular terms that we use in today's society, would be a harlot or a prostitute. But really, halachically, that's not what a zayna is. A zayna is somebody who had relations with somebody who was usher to her, somebody who was forbidden to her. Okay, so let's say you'd have somebody who's forbidden to her. For example, let's say somebody who's not Jewish, a non-Jewish man. 
So now she's she's going to be considered Pusel Benakahuna. A Kayan is not allowed to marry this girl. Now, why do we mention this whole Mishnah? Katani, because this Mishnah taught us Bia, that you could marry her with Bia. And then it says, Vikatani Nisais. And then it says she could eat Shuma if there was Nisuin. So you see from over here that the when you create an act of marriage with Bia, it doesn't automatically create Nisuin. There's Bia and then Nisuin. So you see Bia only impacts the Eris in stage one of marriage. To which the Gemara answers, Haki Gamar, no, really what the Mishnah means to say is, E Hani Nisuin de Kayaninu. If this nisuin, this consummation of marriage, were to be with a kayin, then she could eat truma. But again, we're not focusing on how she was actually acquired. Bottom line is, we still don't know. We still are unsure when a couple creates their marriage with Bia, is that going the whole way to, to create a nisuin too, or not? We still don't know. So let's try to... Uh, keep proving this from another Bryson. Now again, keep in mind, the times of the Gemara is the Amiram. So as soon as we find a Mishnah or a Brysa from the previous generations that seems to imply one way, we're going to be good to go. So that's what we're trying to find the source for. We need sources. Toshma, come and listen. Ukvar Sholach, Rabbi Yechonah ben Bagbag, Sent to Rabbi, Yechana, to Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra in the city of Nitzivim. Shamati, he sent him the following message. I heard, Alecha about you, Shato Aimer, you say, Arusa Bas Yisrael. If you have a girl who's an Arusa, who's a Bas Yisrael, so you have a girl from Yisrael family that marries a Kohen. What did they do? He put a ring on her finger. Did they move in together yet? No. All he did was put a ring on her finger. He says, I heard that you hold Eichelas Betruma. She can already eat Truma. So a Kayan walks over to a regular Jewish woman. Not a Kohanis. Kohen walks over to a regular Jewish woman and says, you are married to me. She takes the ring and says, yeah, I'm married to you. They did not yet have Nesuin. They did not move in together. Can she eat Truma from her Kohen husband? So... Yochanan Mabagbai said to Rabbi Yehuda ben Bezerah, I heard that you say yet. Shalach Rabbi Yehuda said, That's true, but wouldn't you agree with that? It's well known that you know many, many different areas of Torah. And if you know many areas of Torah, you should know how to make a Kavachimer. Yeah, how to use logic over here. Uma Shivcha Kananis, just like why you Shivcha Kananis. A non-Jewish maidservant, that if a Kohen has relations with her, it doesn't allow her to eat Shuma. But if a Kohen purchases her, if a Kohen purchases her, she's allowed to eat Shuma, being part of his property. This woman, that when a Kohen has relations with her, that does allow her to eat Shuma. Now these are going to be the most important words here. When a Kohen has relations, that does allow her to eat Shuma. Right there you see that Bia creates Nesuin as well. Okay? Really, halachically, as soon as a Kayan marries this woman, we're good. She can eat Shuma. However, the Rabbana made a decree. 
the Rabbana did not allow this girl to eat Shuma. Now, why not? So it goes unexplained over here, but, but we, uh, we, we, we learned earlier that one of the reasons, that the main reason, the reason why, if, if you just have heiress in stage one of marriage to a Kayan, the wife cannot yet eat Shuma is because since she's living in her house with her fathers and brothers, they're not married to the Kohen, so now the Kohen food might get eaten by them. They might schnar some of her uh, chocolate flowers from her chasen, right? That are, that's, that's shuma, and they might come to eat it. So we say, while you, we tell the lady, we tell the wife, since while you're still living in your parents' home, no shuma for you. Because the rest of your family, you might leave it in the fridge, and they might eat your food. Says the Gemara, hechi dummy. So now let's go through this. What's the case that we're referring to over here? If we're dealing with Bia, where you had an act of acquisition through relations, along with Chopa, the Kesef Shalyadei Chopa, and you have Kesef with Chopa as well, in both these cases, the woman could, uh, could eat Shuma because you certainly have Nasuan. So that cannot be the case. Cannot be the case. Vela, because again, at the end of the story, Rabbi Yudu Ben-Bashir said, what can I do? The rabbis don't allow it. So it's got to be where there's no Nesuan yet. So you're going to tell me, there's Bia alongside Chuppah, but we're dealing with a case where there's money without Chuppah, that's not consistent. You know, so then what you're, you're picking and choosing over here, by one act of Bia, you're saying, oh, there was Nesuan accompanying it. The other one you're saying, there's not, come on. So rather, what are we going to say? We're dealing with, they got married with Bia, Without chuppah, they just had the relations to acquire. There's no chuppah yet. The kesef shayde chuppah, or they got married with money, also without without chuppah. Okay. Now, that must be the case. Again, the case must be of this mission that we're going through. We're dealing with a marriage that took place without chuppah, a money marriage without chuppah, and a bia marriage without chuppah. Now, if you're going to tell me that an act of bia the Bia acquisition accomplishes Nesuin, accomplishes the entire marriage. This is why it says that, oh, Bia is stronger than Kesef. Because when you marry with money, what you accomplish? Arison. But when you marry with Bia, what you accomplish? Arison and Nesuin. So I get why logic dictates that Bia is stronger than money. We're going to say that an act of Bia only creates kedushin, only creates step one of marriage, like money. So, what's the difference between money and relations? Why, why are we viewing them differently? And Rabbi does view them differently. So it's got to be, what's different about marrying with money and marrying with Bia? I'll tell you. When you marry with money, Arison alone. When you marry with Bia, you have Arison and Nesuin. So says the Gemara, I now have a proof, we're not done yet, but says the Gemara, right now I have a proof that when you acquire with Bia, when you get married with Bia, both things happen. That's Bia, that's Arison, Nesuin, everything happened within that single moment. Says the Gemara, one second. Hold on. Hold your horses. Omar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Nachman says, wrong. Maybe we're done with the case where the Bia 
took place alongside chuppah. So it's not the bia itself that's creating the step two of marriage. It's not the, the, the cohabitation itself. It's chuppah that's there with it, that's accomplishing that. The kesef shleili chuppah. She dealing with bia with chuppah and money without chuppah. And say, I, why are you changing the cases in the middle? He says, The bottom line is, you're right. I'll still tell you there's a Kavachaymer. And over here he sent him, and he told him, and he said, When it comes to Shivcha Kananis, a Kayanu purchases this non Jewish maidservant and he buys her with Bia. Does that allow her to eat? Truma? No. Because no such thing as Bia, as relations impacting this woman uh, this, and allowing her to start eating Truma. So, um, even with Chuppa, so when it comes to money, she could eat it even without Chuppa. You hear this? It's like this. When a Kayan purchases a non-Jewish maidservant, the halacha is she can eat Truma. She's Kenyan Kaspay. Anything that a Kayan owns is Ladi Truma. He could feed his animals Truma. He could feed his servants Truma. His wife could eat Truma. His children could eat Truma. Everyone's allowed to eat Truma. Now, but it's because he used money. If he would use Bia to acquire a maidservant, that wouldn't allow her to do anything. Okay? But if he buys her with money, he puts a ring on her finger. He puts a ring in her nose. Any value. You, all, you, you, you don't even need to give it to her. You give it to whoever sold her to you. The moment you paid money, what happens to her? She can eat truma. She can eat truma. The moment she becomes yours through a money acquisition, she can eat truma. One second. Did I, do I need chuppah? No. Again, we're dealing with shukha granis. At what point could she eat truma as soon as the money is given? As soon as she's acquired, she's allowed to eat. You don't need anything else. You hear this? So, now let's translate this over to marriage. So, by a marriage where a woman can, may eat truma through chupa. As soon as you put a ring on her finger, she should be allowed to eat truma. Because of Ula's reason, which is that her family is going to snore the food from her. Uben Bagbag says the Gemara, okay. Now Ben Bagbag argues on Reb Yehuda Ben Meseira. Reb Yehuda Ben Meseira said, logic dictates that a woman in stage one of marriage to a Kayan can eat truma. Except that there's a Xera that you can't. That was Yubidu Masir. Then Bagbag argues. Says the Gemara, why? He says, Gabi Shifcha Kananis, when it comes to a Shifcha Kananis, Laishayer Bikinyon. There's nothing left behind in the acquisition. See, when you acquire Shifcha Kananis, is there two stages of acquisition? No. As soon as I give her the money, I'm done. When you marry a woman, though, there's two stages. There's something called Eris and something called Nasun. So granted, as soon as you give the money for the Shefra Kanana, she could eat. So you say, oh, well, so then, uh, as soon as I give the money to the woman, she should be able to eat. Well, 
what's the kavu chaimer? Because bia worked for her, so she's easier to acquire. If a shifcha kananis where bia doesn't work, can eat as soon as I give her money. Isha, where bia does work, how much more so? Say, he says, no, 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 you're wrong. I'll tell you why. He says, you're dead wrong. When by shifcha kananis, when you give her money, you know why she can eat? Because there's no heirs, no nesuin. You're done. But when you marry a woman. You only affected 50% of the marriage, we'll call it. There's still, it's part. He didn't have a, a complete consummation of a marriage. And therefore, he, he argues with the whole logic. He says the whole thing's wrong. You're not considered completely married until, uh, until after Nesuen. And therefore, I don't like Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseris Kavachim. Okay. Ravina Ma, Ravina says, Midaraisa, you should know biblically, really biblically, we would say that a woman who has erisin is allowed to eat truma. It's the rabban who get in the way, and they sent back, and what he sent them was, I heard, you allow an arusa to eat truma, and we're not concerned about. Um, we're not concerned about simpun. Simpun is, we had this in Gittin as well, retroactively nullifying something. Okay? Retroactive nullification that's going to happen through, uh, uh, through simpun. So, you would agree with that as well. Because I have a chazaka in you, I know uh, very well about you, that you are known, you're a bucky in the chadarim, in the rooms, various rooms of Taira, and since you know the various rooms of Taira, you are able to make drasha in Kavachaymer. Now, in order to make Kavachaymer, you have to know a lot of halachas. So you have to know taka, which one's more kal, which one's more cham. So that's why he's using the expression. I know you know, you have broad knowledge of Taira, and therefore you should be well versed enough to understand Kavachaymer. So don't you know to make Kavachimer here? And I'll tell you what my Kavachimer is. Umashiv Chakanan is just like by a non-Jewish maidservant. She'ain biyasam achilas v'truma. If a Kayan has relations with her, it does not allow her to eat truma. But kaspa machilas v'truma. If a Kayan buys her with money, that does allow her to eat truma. And we're not concerned that maybe at some point the wholesale is going to be uprooted retroactively. We say, listen, right now you could eat. So zoo by a woman who's getting married, where Bia, with the husband, does allow her to eat truma, how much more so should money, allow, as soon as she's acquired, allow her to eat truma? We're not concerned that the acquisition is going to be nullified retroactively, and therefore, biblically, a woman absolutely, or logic. A woman absolutely, after Arison, should be allowed to eat truma. But she can't. What can I do? The Cham do not allow her to eat truma because they say, Arusa bas Yisrael, Eino Eichel as betruma, top of tomorrow's daf, Ad Shati Kanes Lechopa Mishum de Ula, because of, uh, because of uh, Ula. Now, um, Ula has a different reason that we're concerned about, and that's like this. Ula says, I'll give you another reason why a woman in Arison cannot be married. One reason we gave is, her family is going to snore from her. Ula had a different reason. Ula says that 
there's a chance you'll have Arison. He'll put a ring on her finger and be married. Twelve months later, they'll move in together. He's going to find something on her body or something about her after they move in that the husband's going to come and say the whole thing was a Mecca place. The whole thing was a mistake. I, I, never, I never would have gone into a marriage if I would have known this. That's Ula's, that's Ula's uh, concern. So if we say that's Taka concern and the husband could do that and say, oh, it's a mekach tos, which means this whole thing was a mistake, the whole sale's a mistake, and this marriage is, is all never happened, we're nullifying it retroactively. It's as if <clears throat> you purchased something and you received something else in the mail. I never paid for this. It's not what I got. The loch is, you never bought it. It's not, it's not impacted at all. Okay? So... Ula says that's why we don't allow an arusa to eat truma. Because what happens if after 12 months the husband says, I never bought this? It's going to come out, she ate truma for 12 months against halacha. She was never married to a kayan in, uh, in the first place. Umbe bagbag. And why does Ben Bagbag argue? He says, Simpun bavodim lasli. He doesn't agree that Simpun, that when you find something out later, that it could nullify it. Uh, goes retroactively. Why? So he says like this. Let's just get to the, the um, uh, let's get to the two dots. If we're dealing with a servant who has open blemishes, that's clearly noticeable. So then if a, if a master buys a servant with a wooden leg, okay, and two months later, wooden leg, say, Get out of here. You, you didn't know that time you bought her? You didn't know that time you bought him? You could have checked it out yourself. That's a public... Nobody's hiding nothing. You, you should, that, that's normal stuff to figure out. You're going to say, oh, maybe you can go red, brood retroactively because there's a hidden moment that there's no way for the owner to know about and therefore the whole sale is retroactively nullified. What does the owner care if it's a hidden moment? Why do you have servants? To work for you. No, so the guy's working. Who, who cares? Doesn't, it doesn't impact the work. Nimtza, Ganav Oi, Kovius. What if you say, oh, you know why he's going to claim that it, the sale shouldn't be valid? Not that there's a blemish on the body. Maybe you'll say, I didn't know. I push, I didn't know that I, I purchased a thief. Well, then, the halacha is, Higiu. It's still considered a, a uh, valid marriage. It's still considered a valid sale. My Amrit. Okay, you know, knowing that is not going to invalidate the, the uh, sale. Even if it turns out the slave was a Ghanav. My Amrit. So we're going to say the case is. Listen to Turns out that this uh, guy that you bought is a bandit. Or maybe he had a of Misa hanging over his head. And there's no way I would have known. And that certainly should be a Mecca Toys. I don't know this guy's going to be dead in four months. He has a capital punishment uh, hanging over his head. Hanukkah Lislu. That, that's, that's something that people know. And therefore, you can't claim to not have known about it. So also, it's not going to, uh, it's, not always, it's also not going to uh, nullify the marriage. Last two steps. Says Lamar Mechti, let's see. Bain Lamar, Bain Lamar, Loy Achla. Everybody agrees, bottom line is a woman cannot eat chuma with Arison. My Benayus, what's the practical difference? If there was a Kabbalah, the Kayan accepted to marry the woman no matter what. 
Islam will say there's no concern about retroactive nullification. Whatever time of marriage, the Kayan says, even if after Nasuan I find a blemish, I'm never going to nullify it. Or Masar, the father gave over to the husband. Or Halach, the, the, they keep walking uh, after, after the girl. So in all these cases, there's no way to back out. And according to Ben, ba- uh, um, uh, according to ben Bagbag's approach, there would be no concern about backing out. And he would say that she could already start eating truma. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.